Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Fuck the front line, bitch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cinema Flare podcast here on cinemaflare.com, Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. I am your host, Wade Needham, and on this episode of the Cinema Flare podcast, we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to do one movie review. No, 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 no. That would be too easy now, wouldn't it? We're not going to do two movie reviews. We're going to do three movie reviews. That's right. It's an omnibus episode of Cinema Flare. We got multiple things going on. A lot of movies that have been coming out, really good movies. There's been a couple crap movies, in my opinion. But for the most part, cinema in late 2021 and early 2022 have actually been quite enjoyable. The movies on this episode, on this omnibus, that I'm going to discuss are Licorice Pizza, Dog, and Uncharted. Now, I also want to know what you guys think. I'm going to put this, starting with this episode here, I'm going to put this episode and forward ones of cinema flare up on on youtube on my youtube channel youtube.com slash ring scoops ring scoops media a variety of things not just pro wrestling and boxing but we've got cooking we've got food stuff food reviews we've got disney disney trips we've got all kinds of other really cool stuff gaming clips and whatnot so um youtube.com slash ring scoops for uh, all the stuff on Ring Scoops Media. Ring Scoops Media pretty much is like the big parent thing for everything. Uh, Cinema Flare falls under that uh, umbrella. So there you go. So if you are listening to this on YouTube, we have a comment section down below. Go ahead and leave a comment with your thoughts on these movies. If you would like for me to do a movie review of a film that I have not done a review for, or if you have any suggestion for a movie to watch and discuss that maybe I have not seen. Leave a comment. I am open to any and everything to do on this show. If you want to be on this show, shoot me an email. Cinemaflareshow at gmail.com Alright. Let's jump into the first movie. Actually, just real quick, I want to send a thank you to Dennis and to Jeff for participating in the roundtable last week where we discussed in great detail the 80s action flick, No Retreat, No Surrender. One of my favorite movies growing up. Uh, it was very enjoyable to rewatch it. It had been well over 30 years since I've seen the movie. It was Dennis's first time. Um, I don't know how many times Jeff has seen it, but I know it was enough to remember a lot of the stuff just offhand. Uh, Jeff is a, a, a living, breathing, walking, movie encyclopedia. <laughs> but uh, you can listen to Jeff's podcast, Bold One Movie Reviews, 
Um, and you can also listen to Dennis's two podcasts, Two Guys Drinking, where him and Rob talk about movies. And then the Beer History podcast with Dennis and David, where they talk about, well, the history of beer. Great show is all around from both those guys. So check that out. And thank you guys for being on the show. All right, let's jump into the first movie here. We've got Licorice Pizza. This is a movie that when I first saw the trailer a few months back, I instantly knew I had to see this. Unfortunately, during its limited release, it it didn't release where I'm at. The closest was Palm Springs, and then I think Temecula as well. I... I had a way to get down to Temecula, but the times that it was showing, the buses would have stopped running. I would have never had a, a way to come back uh, unless I got a, a room for the night. And I'm not going to do that for a movie, uh, no, regardless of how good the movie is. So thankfully, though, on the wider release, um, it it came out over this way. All right. So let's get down to the details real quick of Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza is a 2021 American period coming-of-age comedy-slash-drama film written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. The story is of Elena Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley circa 1973. The film stars... Elena Haim and Cooper Hoffman in their film debuts alongside an ensemble cast including Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper, and Benny Safdie. Benny Safdie, him and his brother, they, uh, his brother Josh, they did the movie Uncut Gems. They were the writers and directors and all that, so they got, they got some really good films. Licorice Pizza was released in the United States in select theaters on November 26, 2021 and had a wider release on February 11, 2022. The budget for Licorice Pizza was $40 million with a box office of $27.2 million. So they did not make their money back. You know, I really enjoy period pieces. I mean, obviously, especially if they're done right, you know. Um, I can't really speak on the authenticity of, uh, you know, 1973 myself. I was born in 1983. I wouldn't even be able to tell you the authenticity of the eighties prior to say 86, 87. Uh, when I was maybe three or four, you know, I could probably start kind of giving you an idea. Um, obviously 87, 88 and beyond. I could tell you, you know, late eighties. All the way through the 90s, I can tell you about that stuff, right? I was born in 83. But those that I did talk to that lived during that time and uh, and whatnot, they said that the, the culture and the tone of the film is, is pretty spot on. And that seems like a general consensus with Paul Thomas Anderson films. Uh, I know Boogie Nights had the, the same tone. It was the same era. It was the 70s going into the 80s. And uh, it just it hit its mark. And uh, Licorice Pizza appears to have done the exact same thing. Um, the character is Elena and Gary. Uh, I think they had a very interesting dynamic together. 
The characters both grew throughout the film, and boy, they they really knew how to push each other's envelopes. I'll tell you that. One of my favorite scenes, though, in this whole film, and, and there's good, there's a lot of scenes that are probably going to be like debated on like what's the best scene, right? But for me, one of my favorite scenes is when Elena is um, manually navigating the van, which is out of gas, by the way, down the hill. Just everything that led up to that, all the way to her navigating that van down with no power, no gas, you know, no lights, going backwards, spinning around, you know, the van full of of kids, pretty much, right? She was the adult. She's in her 20s and everyone else is, you know, underage. I just think the, uh, the whole sequence was just pure genius from all aspects, you know, the acting, the lighting, the camera, the cinematics. Uh, sound, just everything. That's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, something very small here, very minute, but I loved it. Uh, John C. Riley made a cameo as Fred Gwynn playing Herman Monster at the convention where they Fat Bernie's uh, water beds was being sold. Which uh, that sequence itself, phenomenal sequence, especially with what happens to Gary <laughs> in the convention hall. But uh, yeah, John C. Riley making a cameo as Fred Gwynn playing Herman Munster. I, that was a very brief, but very effective. And it was a delight to see that. It was funny. Uh, the actor John Michael Higgins, he played Jerry Frick, a Los Angeles businessman who opened up the uh, Makoto Hotel and Restaurant in 1963. Uh, uh, I mean, Makoto, Makoto Hotel. Uh, the Makoto is the... It was the first Japanese restaurant in the San Fernando Valley. And now, you know, I, while I can see that some people may find the character and maybe even the performance offensive, I, I just personally thought it was funny. It fit the time. You can't do a period piece and still abide by, like, today's kind of standards. It wouldn't be an on-par period piece. That kind of goes with what I was talking about at the very beginning of the review here. But, you know, overall, Licorice Pizza, I just really enjoyed this movie. Um, I believe it was it was on par with Boogie Nights, as I said before. Cooper Hoffman, Elena Haim, I think they did wonderful in their film debuts. I can't wait to see what the future holds for these two talented individuals. They did a phenomenal job on this. Do I recommend Licorice Pizza? Yes, I highly recommend Licorice Pizza. Go out, check it out buy the damn thing seriously it's that good really liked it all right moving along with our our omnibus <laughs> i just i love that word the omnibus multiple things the movie dog it's, this is the most recent one that i saw i saw this um earlier in the week um Dog is a 2022 American comedy drama road film directed by Channing Tatum and Reed Carolyn, both making their respective featured directorial debuts. Jane Addams, Kevin Nash, Ethan Supley, Amy Raver Lapman, and Nicole LaLiberty also star in this film. I hope I pronounced her name right. Here's what the movie's about. Here's the synopsis. U.S. Army Ranger Briggs is tasked with bringing Lulu 
a Belgian Malinois. Ma- Malinois. Malinois. I, it, it's a breed of dog. Uh, it's a military working dog down to the Pacific Coast from Joint Base Lewis McCord in Washington to Nogales, Arizona, in time to attend her handler's funeral. Along the way, Brig has to come to terms with his post-traumatic stress disorder, as well as his difficulty with making emotional connections. The film was released in the United States on February 18, 2022 by United Artists Releasing, and it received positive reviews from the critics. had a budget of $15 million and a box office of $40.5 million. Can you believe that? This movie, Dog, made a profit and licorice pizza didn't. Wow. 2022, man. The last two or three years has been just really weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to dog dog. It's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. My thoughts on this, though. Here we go. I just, honestly, I, uh, I'll i be very frank with you guys. I, I did not expect much from this film going into it. I figured it was just going to be like one of those, you know, uh, gaudy, hokey, feel-good stories. And, yeah, I, technically I wasn't wrong with that. It, it kind of was in a way. Throughout the movie, though, I, I kind of started to realize how serious and complex a lot of these situations were in this film. Kind of like a self-reflection in a way myself. I, I, I've never seen combat. I was not part of the military. But PTSD... You know, that's not exclusive to people in the military. That's exclusive to anybody in general. That's exclusive to all walks of life on this planet. Humans and other animals and whatnot. Um, PTSD, you know, from the members of the military, for sure, is definitely very real. And like I said, both humans and animals alike. Mental health, it's just something that should not be taken lightly. I did not realize that this film had such a heavy underlying theme of the importance of mental health and PTSD, but it did. Uh, Channing Tatum, I think he was extremely likable in this role. Just really can't find like the right words to describe it. It's just, he just fit the film, the subject matter, just everything about it. Just, it, it fit him like a glove. Like he was perfect casting for this by the end of the film i'll be honest with you guys man and i'm kind of trying to hold back tears right now but during the movie you know maybe two or three times no cap i i probably ugly ugly cried about two or three times in the movie it's definitely an emotional movie it's going to make you think good and hard about yourself and and other people around you as far as uh, other performances in the movie, Kevin Nash, pro wrestler, Kevin Nash, WWE Hall of Famer, right? He was in this. His his character, his role, is funny as hell, man. Kevin Nash is just hilarious all around. Loved him in the short appearance in the movie Grandma's Boy back in 2005. I thought he was hilarious in that. Uh, Ethan Supley, he was fantastic in this as well. It's kind of hard to find a role that Ethan Supley has not performed well and he's another one of those guys that just knocks down the ballpark and he's been in a lot of movies a lot of tv shows movies just a great actor 
I enjoyed one of my one of my most enjoyed scenes that was hilarious was when Channing Tatum's character met up with these two women that were practitioners of tantric sex. You know, that was uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. That was uh, some good stuff. Good stuff right there. A nice little tease. Uh, funny ordeal that happened during that scene and, and how it transitioned to the next one as well. Of course, you know, in the previews, everybody sees this. This is one of the big selling points of funny scene is the hotel scene. I thought those were great as well. You know, uh, Tatum pretending to be blind so he can get a premiere room for him and Lulu. Which, by the way, he found out that Lulu wanted to sleep in a comfy bed, according to the wife of Kevin Nash's character, who apparently communicated with Lulu. So, you know, go figure, right? But, you know, this movie, it pretty much had it all. It had comedy, had drama, critical thinking, compassion, and more. If you need a good roller coaster of emotions, a good cry, good laugh, this is the movie for you. I, I would highly recommend it. So it's another good one. Dog. That's right. Dog. Dog. <laughs> All right, we're going to close out here with the final movie review of the episode, Uncharted. That's right, the main event, ladies and gentlemen, the main event. Um, when I first saw the preview for this, man, I was not as stoked to see this as Licorice Pizza, but it was up there for sure. Uncharted, a 2022 American action adventure film directed by Ruben Fleischer from a screenplay by Rafe Lee Judkins, Art Markham, and Matt Holloway. It's based on the video game series of the same name developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. It stars Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, Mark Wahlberg as his mentor, Victor Sullivan. And it also stars Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle and Antonio Banderas in supporting roles. What's the movie about, you say? Here's the logline. Street smart Nathan Drake is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the House of Moncada. Uncharted premiered in Barcelona on February 7, 2022, and was theatrically released in the United States by Sony Pictures, releasing on February 18th. It had a budget of $120 million. Whew. God, can I have $1 of that, please? Just one? Just $1? Buy me a Snicker bar? Come on. The box office pool for this film, $235.2 million. Highest gross, it's third highest, let me fix that. The third highest grossing film of 2022. You know, I remember when um, the original Uncharted came out, right? I, I, I initially purchased the PlayStation 3 back in mid-2008. I played Uncharted when it came out, you know, when I got the PS3 and whatnot. Highly impressed by the game. The game, it had a lot of really cool and very familiar settings and gameplay style, but it was extremely fresh at the same time. It was like a mix of Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider, and then you added in some other you know, new, fresh stuff never before seen in games. Uh, different things you had to do, controls, weapons, stuff in the missions and whatnot. It's just good stuff. This film is no different. 
watching this in the movie theater, I felt I felt like a captivated kid watching the Goonies for the first time. You guys remember that feeling? Watching the Goonies for the first time? Yeah? You remember? I remember mine. Shit. I'll watch the Goonies right now. I still get that feeling. It's a great movie, man. I felt like a captivated kid watching the Goonies for the first time. And that's always good in my opinion. When you can do that. It's one of the rare movies I, I never took my phone out, not once watching it to see what time it was. I was just enthralled by it. I don't care what the critics say. I know there's a lot of critics out there that you know talk trash about the screenplay and whatnot. Overall, though, I don't care what the critics say. I, I loved Uncharted. Action, comedy, hot chicks, adventure, treasure, you name it, man. Uncharted had it. I really enjoyed the chemistry between Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I thought it was incredible. These two, they, uh, they felt like they, they could have been brothers, you know, like in real life, like they could have been brothers. Tom Holland, I'll tell you this about this kid. Tom Holland continues to impress me with his performances. I can't wait to see what the future holds for this guy. You know, a, a few episodes back here on Cinema Flare, I did my recasting of Top Gun. And um, I had Tom Holland playing Maverick. He was not my first choice. There was a couple other people I was trying to fit, you know, who would work well, you know, playing the best friend of Goose, the love interest of Charlie. You know what I mean? Eventually, I was like, you know what, man? Tom Holland's got it. Tom Holland has got it. He was my guy to play Maverick and Top Gun. I could see Tom Holland having a very similar path to superstardom like Tom Cruise had in the 80s and 90s. I really can. You know, he's at that age... He's a a teen heartthrob. I know he's not a teen, but, you know, all the girls are going to go nuts for him. All the guys want to be him. He's got the looks. He's got the acting chops. He's got the charisma. He's got everything, man. He seems like a very professional kid. Not everything, though. I mean, as much as I love this movie, not everything is all, you know, rainbows and lollipops. I will admit that I was a little slightly underwhelmed with Antonio Banderas' character. Now, don't get me wrong, okay? I'm not saying that, you know, that he sucked in this movie or that he was, you know, the, the, like a downer or anything like that. Nothing against Antonio Banderas himself or even the character, but this is, you know, I guess it goes to what a lot of the critics were talking about with the, with the screenplay and whatnot. Um, don't get me wrong, his acting was great with what he did, the screen time that he had. I just wish that his character had more screen time. I think... His character in the movie was a little misused. They did such a good job building him up. And then it just dropped big time. I don't want to spoil anything, but it was just an extremely flat conclusion to his part of the storyline in this movie. But overall, I loved this movie. The movie, it felt like it was left open for a sequel. And if if they can make a sequel just as good as this, even better, go for it. I hope they go for a trilogy, man. Go for a three-peat. Do it. Make this a franchise. Just like, uh, you know, the video game form of this. That's what I'm talking about, man. There you go. 
All right, that's my three movie reviews, Licorice Pizza, Dog, and Uncharted. I hope you guys enjoyed. I want to know what you guys think. Shoot me an email, cinemaflareshow at gmail.com. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, leave a comment down below with your thoughts on these movies. And also let me know what are some movies that you want me to go see and review and discuss on here. If you want to be on the podcast, hit me up. We'll schedule something. We'll get on Zoom together and we'll do a show together. Okay. I don't want this to be just me. I don't want this to be just me and my friends either. I'll let strangers on here. If we don't know each other from Adam and Eve, you're still welcome on this show. Cinema Flare. That's right. Go to cinemaflare.com. All the links are there for everything for the, you know, obviously the podcast, listen to it. You found it. Um, all the social medias, Twitter and Instagram and Twitch. We'll watch party every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We do a movie watch party on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Cinema Flare Live. So don't forget that. All right. That's it. I'm all out of time here on Cinema Flare. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am Wade Needham saying rock on. <laughs>